0: I'll be reading from John chapter 11, 25 through 27. This is a conversation between Jesus and Martha just before, just after uh, Lazarus had died. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. I'm always encouraged by sitting together with you and then standing together with you and singing and worshiping God together, and that's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be encouraged, edified, and I believe that 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 has happened today as far as, as in addition to us uh, glorifying God and letting Him know how excited we are to be His children, to be His children. I don't know if you've heard this saying, and I'm sure most of us have, but maybe some of you haven't. Um, the, The idea of wearing many hats. He or she wears many hats. And it means they have a lot of responsibilities. They have a lot of things that they're supposed to be doing that they can do. And they have abilities to do. And they've been entrusted with those things. Maybe a small business employee who might have most of the abilities and responsibilities that they're entrusted with. It might be a mom who works full-time inside the house and then works outside of the house, outside of the home and then volunteers for a lot of other projects and groups. A lot of hats wearing. Sometimes it's difficult to list all of the hats that someone wears, figuratively speaking. But our Savior... Christ Jesus, according to the Bible, wore a lot of hats and wears many, many hats. For instance, we think about Him being the light in John 1, 9 and 8, 12. He is the light that came down from heaven. He's the door through which we get to go to heaven, John 10, 7 and 9. He is the bread of life, John 6 and John 31 through 35 and 48 through 51. He is the good shepherd, John 10, 10 through 17. He's the high priest, the great high priest. He is the king, according to 1 Timothy 6.15. He is the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. John 1.29. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah, Revelation 5.5. He's the cornerstone with with which the holy temple of God is built, Ephesians 2.20 and 22. And he is the foundation upon which all should be built 1 Corinthians 3:11 in other words he wears a lot of hats if someone were to ask you can you tell me what Jesus is like if you could memorize this list and maybe Andy could I don't know um, I sure couldn't but if you could memorize this that'd be a great description of all the hats that Jesus wears but as we look at today's scripture as we look at as we look at 1 John I mean, as we look at John 14, 6, we're going to think about a description that Jesus uses on himself. Maybe the best known description of Christ is found here in John 14, 6. Jesus says to him, I'm the way. He says, I'm the truth. I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this statement from the Lord will impress us. It should rest on our minds and on our hearts and let, and let us know Jesus is something important. He says, I'm the way and I am the truth and I'm the life. And we're going to look at the following thoughts about this. And so why do I need to know this? Why would I need to understand this? We need to remember at all times who our Savior is, who Jesus is, and how He is. Because that's who we're following. And so we're going to start out with just talking about this first thing that He says, the way. The way. I don't know what we did before we had Google Maps. And ways and other navigational apps that are out there for our phones. I guess we used maps and we got lost a lot. But we have phones, and it really is amazing to me the technology that you can you can put a destination into your electronic device and you can get to where you want to go using Different means and, and ways, and Google Maps and other apps uh, like that. You can you can put the destination. It could be 300 miles, and it'll tell you how long it's going to take to get there. And then if traffic backs up, it'll know. I really doesn't know, but the input from the satellites and other and other input uh, sources are there, and it will re- they will reroute you to avoid delays. It's amazing to me. But they're also fallible. They're also, they can break down. You you might lose satellite uh, reception connection. Your phone may die. And then where are you left? You you might not have good phone reception. You might be in an area that hasn't been mapped yet. And and your your navigational instrument, your your electronics, it's not going to help you. That navigator, and it takes faith. It really does. You you put your destination and it tells you how you need to go. And, and it takes faith to go there. But most of you, if, ever, if you've ever used something like this, it's given out, it's frozen up, or you, you ended up in a place where you didn't mean to go. You didn't want to go even. Because there are problems to be had with things like that. Jesus is a navigator. And He'll get us to our destination of heaven without the possibility of malfunctioning. His way is the surest way. His way is the right way. His way is the only way. We're going to look at some characteristics of of this way. It is the holy way. Isaiah 35, 8. A highway shall be there and a road and it shall be called the highway of holiness. It is the difficult way. Matthew seven thirteen and fourteen describes a narrow gate and a narrow, a difficult way. And we read that few find that different, difficult way. Psalm eighteen thirty. It's a perfect way. For, as for God, His way is perfect. The way of the Lord is proven. It is a new and living way. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiness of the blood by the blood of Christ, a new and living way. It is a way of truth. 2 Peter 2:2. Many will follow their destructive way, because whom the way of truth was but will be blasphemed. The way of truth, the right way, the true way, it is the right way. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray. Someone who turns their back on God has. Forsaken the right way. Jesus' way will get us to heaven. Jesus' way is the only way to get to heaven, he says. I am the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. Without him, there can be no knowing. We can't know what we need to know if it weren't for him. Getting ready for the sermon, I was thinking about this uh, idea of catching people in lies. And we would like to think that we are really good about watching someone and determining whether or not they are lying. A lot of articles written and studies done that that, that give you a list of things to look for in people's actions that will tell you. But here's, here's what I've found. A lot of those lists contradict each other. How does that work? It's inconsistent. Sometimes they say, watch for a liar to see if they're fidgeting. Sometimes they say, watch for a liar to see if they're really still. Okay? Which one is it? Sometimes they'll say, a liar will not make eye contact. And sometimes they'll say, they'll look directly into your eyes and keep eye contact with you as they're lying. Well, which one? Sometimes they say a liar will use a liar will use hand gestures. I've been made fun of for using hand gestures. No, I'm not lying about that. Sometimes a liar will hardly move their hands at all. So how do you know? Sometimes a liar will give too much information. And sometimes they will answer in short sentences, not giving much information. So how do you know? So I found a study that said. People believe, most people believe they're good at determining whether someone is lying. In actuality, 53% of people tested could tell a liar from, from someone telling the truth. 53%. And you think about that idea of, of people, whether or not they believe that the word of God is true. wonder what percentage there there is. about believing that Jesus is the Son of God and hearing that and reading that and believing that. I wonder what the percentage is. But if we want to know whether or not God lies, we just look at His Son. We think about John 1.14 and the truth became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten. The truth became flesh. The Word became flesh, full of grace and truth. So His Word is truth. We need to understand that. Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. John 17, 17. John 8, 32. You'll know the truth and you will be freed from that because of that truth. The truth will make you free. Jesus is a truth and we want to be free. And we we focus on Him. The entirety of your Word is truth and every one of your righteous judgments. Psalm 119, 119 will endure forever. It'll never stop. In Isaiah four forty-eight, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. His word is truth. His word is final. His word, Jesus, never dies, never will die, never will cease being true there are a lot of things that end up being untrue after we wholeheartedly believe that they're true we want to believe our kids at different times when they're lying and it's so disappointing we want to believe each other and it's so disappointing to find out that people around us have been untruthful but we desperately need to understand that we can absolutely believe that Christ is God's son that he is the truth and that is no lie. He's the life, he says. He's the life. Without him, we cannot live for eternity. I don't know. This is ironic to me. Young people. You know who Robin Leach is? Robin Leach. No, no. It's interesting to me that he was the host in 1984 to 1995 of a of a show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, and no one knows who he is. It's Robin Leach from 84 to 95, and what he did week after week for an hour at a time, he would go find the rich and famous, the athletes, the movie stars, the 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 uh, the, the singers. Just various celebrities, they had to be rich and they had to be famous criteria. Well, what made them rich? Well, according to the show's producers, they decided if they are worth at least $50 million and they're famous, they can be on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And so what Robin Leach would do, he would interview these people, famous people, in the 80s through the early mid-90s, and they would tour their mansions, elaborately decorated closets full of designer clothes and bathrooms with gold faucets and bathtubs that are lined with gold, and Car garages full of expensive sports cars and pools and so many rooms. And they would tour these, and we would watch this, at least a lot of us would, millions of people throughout the United States and the world would watch this and think, oh, they're living the good life. And some people aspired to live like them. And we still have that kind of thing going on as far as TV. But, but we Christians understand, as far as God is concerned, we are worth so much more than $50 million. Some of the prayers already mentioned how, it, how God feels about us and how He sees the value of us. We are worth the life of His Son. He is the life that we get life from. And no one can begin to live until we allow Christ to live in us. Where does life come from? Jesus. He is the source of life. He is the life. He is here. He came so that we can have life, John 10.10. He says, as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live. Why? Because of me. We believe, John wrote, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing in him, you may have life in his name. Because he is the life. He's the wonderful life. When Christ, who is our life, appears, Jesus Christ is the source of all life. If we want to truly live, if we want to live the good life, if we want to live the great life, if we want to live the perfect, the wonderful life of living with him, as mentioned in the prayers already, of serving and praising him forever up in heaven, we've got to live the good life down here. And the good life is an awesome life. There are people in this room that we love like crazy. We, we love each other like crazy, and the only thing that keeps us together is Jesus, because we believe that He is the life, and that, and we are in His body, and we have His blood th- flowing through the body, and we are living spiritually just because of Him. He is the source of life, and then the replication of life. John 5:12. He who has the Son of Life. He who has a son has life, and he who does not have the son of God does not have life. He's a way, and without that way, we have no way to get to heaven. He is the truth, and without that truth, without knowing that truth, we have no way of knowing how to get to heaven. And he is the life, and and without him giving up his life, we would have no life for eternity. He is the way, he is the the truth, and he is the life. You know, Christ is the only way to go, the only way to go. and Without him there, we would be lost. Christ is a truth, and that's the only thing that we should know is Him in order to get to heaven. Without Him, we are ignorant. And Christ is a life, and He's the only way to live. And without living that life, we are condemned to eternal death. And so, as we end, and I, I'm going to ask you three questions, actually six. He is our way. If is he our way? Is that's one part of the question. And if, if so, as Christians, are we trying to lead others on that way? Is he our truth? And if he is, are we trying to teach the truth to others? And is he our life? And if so, are we trying to give others the opportunity to live for eternity? So the question can be asked of Christians, and the questions can be asked of non-Christians. Is he the way that you're following is he the truth that you know and is he the is is he the life that you're living and if he's not any of those three you've got to take care of that problem that you have whether you're a christian or not yet If you are in a situation where you want to learn more about how to get to heaven, more about what God's will is for us in order to know for sure that we're going to heaven, and you're not sure about that yet, we would love to study with you. Let us know about that. We'll be excited about doing that with you. But if you're a Christian and you haven't been living like you should, take care of that. Ask for forgiveness. And if you need prayers from us, let us know, and we would love to pray with you. And if any need can be met by coming forward, let us know now as we stand and as we sing.